Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day-to-day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and let's get talking. Hello, and welcome to the Plata Life Podcast, Season 6, Episode 26. In today's episode, I will share the brand new character with you, and I will read the first part of this new story and just sort of catch up with the day-to-day life. Um, Yes, we just got back from vacation. We went on a trip to Washington State to visit my sister-in-law and her family, and I'm so tired. It was the first morning we got up at our like regular time and my husband went back to work and I'm tired. <laughs> I'm really, really tired. Um, yeah, it took a lot for me to get out of bed this morning, especially because I didn't really have to. Um, I guess I could have slept in, but the kids' schedules all weirded out because they stayed up like three, four hours later than normal. And so we're trying to get back into our normal routine, which is always a little bit tricky. So um, I was like, maybe I don't need to do a podcast episode. And I, then I thought, no, it's it's really good for me to have the routines. And also, I really wanted to share this new story with you. So that, that was my motivation for getting out of bed this morning. Um, but yeah, so we were in Washington for about a week. And I was so incredible just like being out in nature in a state where there's so many trees and so much plant life and the weather's beautiful right now and it didn't rain one day so I was really excited about that um it was really cool to see my kids with their cousins like it was just a really nice um break from everything you know from the routine so and I want to share that I'm super proud of myself because I typically get really stressed out about things like this, like going to a new setting, not knowing what my expectations are, like not knowing what we're doing day to day. Like it just gets a little bit overwhelming for me. And so I really had to communicate with my husband, like, Hey, I really want to make sure we do this. Like I need to know what we're doing. I would still like to get up in the morning by myself and have like my morning time to journal and to write and to just drink coffee without the kids being awake yet. And so, um, we made that happen and it was really nice to have like an hour or two in the mornings completely by myself while the house was still asleep and I got to watch the sunrise and I got to uh, (laughs) stalk the raccoon that goes in the backyard and look at the squirrels um, going up and down this huge maple tree they have in their backyard. And so it was just really nice to be able to say what I needed, have it be accommodated and like seeing the results of that, of how much I was able to really enjoy doing all the things we did and not being overstimulated as much and just um, enjoy the trip. You know, I, I think that's a huge, it was a huge testament to all the hard work I've been doing the last few years, especially with the pandemic and all of that and all the therapy I've been doing and all the personal growth reading I've been doing, all the creative practice, um, things, tools I've been using. It's just a culmination of all the things that sort of allowed me to enjoy life the way that I didn't think I could. So I'm just really proud of myself, I guess, is to say all of that. And I'm really proud of my family and just everything. I'm just feeling proud, I guess. Um, 
not like Pablo the Peacock proud where I don't ask for help, but like just really grateful to have the opportunity to be able to travel and to see the growth that I've made over the last few years. So yeah, so that was really nice. We did a whole day of Seattle. We did a bunch of other things. Um, and it was really just, it was a new feeling to not be so overwhelmed with my own thoughts and emotions with <laughs> like I typically have been during vacation times. Um, it's just sort of let things slide and to go with the flow, even when plans change. Um, I know that's really hard for me when, you know, we don't have a concrete plan and then things change. It's really hard for me to like shift gears. But I think because I gave myself the time to have that creative practice in the morning to have that I like would do my meditations and things like that. And it just really allowed it, uh, allowed it me. What? I can't even talk. It really allowed me or allotted me time. I don't know. Anyways, um, just really gave me the opportunity to connect with myself before I had to connect with others. And I think that's a huge piece that I, I really need in my life, um, which is why I woke up early today because in order to parent well, in order to parent mindfully, I need to connect with myself first in a way um, so that I can come from that place of, you know, self and not all these other parts of me. So anyways, with all of that being said, um, oh, also <laughs> I was going to, I'm really like turning into this weirder person, weirder person. Yeah. Um, I printed little mini pictures of my characters and I took them with me on the trip. Um, I record little videos. I haven't posted anything yet because it's like I have the ideas. I just haven't fully developed them. But anyways, um, it was really fun to like take my little characters around and then to like take a picture of one of them when I was feeling a certain way. Be like, oh, Sally, come on. Like, it's okay. That's right. Like, I'm feeling like Sally right now. Like, I have to be faster. Like, I have to keep up and I don't have to do that. Like, it's okay. I can just slow down a little bit. Um, things like that. So I just thought that was really fun. I'm, I don't know. I keep thinking about what if we had like little plushies, you know, like those, um, oh my gosh, what the squishmallows, you know, like those type of like stuffed animals, but like they're so squishy. If we had them and like my characters and how cute that would be, um, to use them as like a learning tool with kids. I just, I'm getting all of these really cool ideas to develop things. Um, and I know like down the road, I will be able to do a lot of this. So it's just fun because I'm in the idea stage, which is my favorite place to be, um, clearly. Ah, so yeah, I just thought I'd share that with you. So if you follow me on social media, stay tuned because I think I'm going to, if I can get to it in a, without feeling overwhelmed way, I will post some videos and stuff like that. But all right. Um, so I'll go ahead and share the next story. Um, I was going to write about a different character. I was so sure I was going to do this character. And then, of course, my almost nine-year-old was like, but why don't you do this animal? Because that's my favorite animal and it's going to be my birthday month and that'd be really cool. And I'm like, all right, let's see how I can make it work. And so um, I switched gears a little bit. It's not the character I had initially thought I was going to write about, but I think it's going to be even better. So um, yeah, this next story is about Alistair the horse and um. Yeah, I guess I don't need to do much explaining. So let me read to you the first part of Alistair the Horse. 
I opened up my journal, chewed on the pen cap, and thought about what I wanted to write. I tried to gather my thoughts from my experiences with Shiloh. I still wasn't sure if I had been dreaming all along. I had no idea what had happened exactly. Had Shiloh seriously gone up into the sky to become a star? Who knows? All I needed to do was start writing. I began with the phrase, once upon a time, and then crossed it out, knowing that it was way too cheesy to use. I mean, aren't all moments technically once upon a time? Yes, I needed to start a different way. I closed my eyes and wondered what Gus would have to say about this chapter of my journey. I am sure he would find the whole idea of Shiloh finding their place to belong extra lovely. I hated when this happened. The thoughts were in my head, but it was such a challenge to get them out. I simply needed more inspiration. If I had been at home, this is right around the time I would make myself a second cup of coffee, maybe even a third. Man, I miss drinking coffee. Distracted by my thoughts, I realized I hadn't seen the figure standing behind the trees. Oh great, here comes my next character. I felt like I hadn't gotten a good break yet. I hadn't entirely recuperated from my lost experience. Maybe this new character would be a bit like Agar and just leave me alone for a while. I see you, I shouted. Well, I can kind of see you. I wasn't annoyed per se, but I did want to take a little break. Taking a deep breath in, I looked up at the stars, or the Shilohs. I would never be able to look at a yellow flower or the starlit sky the same way again. Isn't that funny? How quickly we are impacted by the presence of others. Just one quick interaction can leave you changed forever. I pondered how my light had been shining in my real life. And speaking of real life, I wonder when I would be able to get back to it. There were important matters to attend to. I looked over at the trees again. Sigh. Maybe it was time to reframe this whole experience. I wish I had brought more supplies with me. Not that it mattered all that much. This creature was not showing up under the moonlit sky. There was so much to say, and yet nothing to say at all. Such is a struggle with telling our stories. I finally decided to just give it a rest and close my eyes. Whoever this was would finally reveal himself, herself, or themselves. As I drifted off to sleep, I felt a rush of air, followed by a very loud and obnoxious neigh. I opened my eyes and saw the most beautiful black stallion. He was hovering over my entire body. Hi, I said shyly. I was honestly a little bit intimidated by the size of this animal. That and horses have always just seemed so powerful to me. Unsure of how or where to move next, I followed my impulse and just gave him a big hug on his leg. What are you doing? His deep voice bounced off the trees, becoming booming across a forest. Well, if you can't tell, I'm giving you a big hug on your leg. Yes, clearly I can see that. He snorted and backed away from me. So, my name is Isabel, and I sort of go through the forest helping animals or shiny things to solve their problems. Shiny things? I had confused him. Yeah, never mind. What seems to be troubling you, my friend? I don't know if I was coming off too strong, if I was coming on too strong, but I just wanted to skip all the pleasantries and get to the good stuff. I'm not just going to divulge my inner troubles to some stranger, the horse said, perking up his posture. Well, it seemed that we might have another Pablo situation on our hands. Should I just tell him how this story ends? Maybe he also got kicked out of his party, or whatever a group of horses are called. Heard? My brain was too tired to think. Okay, I finally said as I laid back down. You tell me when you're ready to talk. I'll be right here waiting. Don't you have anything else to do? He snarked a little. You know, surprisingly, I don't. And with that, I closed my eyes. Alistair, he whispered. The softness in his voice surprised me. That is my name. Well, hello, Alistair. That is a beautiful name. I don't think he knew what to do with me. I guess it must be weird to find a random girl out in the forest trying to sleep. He hadn't even asked me if I was lost or anything. Maybe my feelings should be hurt. Nah, I knew this journey was going to be about him and not me. 
I did wonder where the thought came from, though. Which part of me? He finally got closer to me and quietly said, I think I am lost. Oh, what makes you say that? I asked, curious like always. Because I don't know where I'm going. Isn't that the essence of someone saying they are lost? Was he grouchy or was this his natural demeanor? I couldn't quite tell. And why is that such a bad thing that you don't know where you're going? This question always turned it around for others. We often think that the worst will be the worst, but we never stop and figure out why. I guess because that means I'll never find my way home, he finally said, and all the people I love would be worried about me. He seemed a little sad to realize that these people were probably out already looking for him. That's fair, I said. So what do you want to do about this? I looked out into the forest. The sun would not be rising for another five hours or so. I don't think I could convince him to wait that long, but maybe if I explained how tired I was, he would be willing to compromise. Listen, Alistair, I am exhausted and would love to wait for the sun to rise before we go looking for your home. I know I didn't need to explain myself or my situation to him, but I somehow find myself trying to cover all my bases. Look, Isabel, I can't wait for you. I need to find my home now, and I know I can do it all by myself. Oh yes, he had a case of the Pablos. I can figure out my way, so just stay here and try to be safe out here in the forest all by yourself. He looked straight into my eyes. I don't think he realized the kind of crazy life I live. And that was okay. I didn't need him to understand my life. I caught myself caring what he thought about me and my whole story. What was my deal? All right, Alistair, I wish you the best on your journey. Should our paths cross again, I will be excited to see you. He looked confused by my response and just bowed his head. I grabbed my journal and put it inside my pack. The writing would have to wait until another day. For now, I needed to sleep. I began to doze off, but I couldn't stop thinking about Alistair. He, would he could take care of himself. He had been doing it for however long. I guess I didn't ask him. Finally relaxed my body enough to start getting comfortable on the damp earth when I heard a sigh around the path to my right. It was him. Maybe he had come back to ask for help. Or maybe he felt bad enough for me. Hey, Alistair, I said happily as I sat up. Ah, he shouted and took a few steps back. What? How could that be? I was going north, or so I thought. Did I just go around in a huge circle? He kept looking left and right, trying to figure out how he had made his way back to me. Yeah, sometimes we think we're going one way, but we're going in a completely different direction. I smiled, knowing he was soon going to figure it all out. Well, maybe not all of it, but at least some of it. Ugh, what am I supposed to do now? He looked down on his hooves. Maybe he was also feeling tired. I didn't dare suggest for him to take a break, though. I sat quietly, waiting for him to decide what to do for himself. I guess I could rest a little, he looked around. I sensed pressure around him. Maybe there was a time limit to him finding his home or something. Okay, that sounds good, I replied and leaned back against a tree. I always loved the way trees supported my back when I leaned on them. Alistair stretched his neck out and grabbed an apple from the tree. I hadn't noticed that I was sitting under apple trees. Do you want one, he said as he saw me eyeing the delicious apple. Oh yes, please, I said without hesitation. We sat under the tree, apples in mouth, waiting for the arrival of dawn. Oh, okay, so that was Alistair the horse. Um, yeah, I think this part of me, and you'll see um, in the next few parts, because I already wrote most of the story, but um, inspiration for this character definitely came from that part of me where I know that I need to do something but I'm just being so stubborn right and it's very different than Pablo because I guess it's similar but it's different at the same time with Pablo it's more like I don't want to ask for help because there's pride there right like I don't I don't I want to know like that I'm doing all I can because that makes me feel like I'm being responsible or whatever with um Alistair it's more of a 
I know my way is the best way type of feeling and uh, refusing to see it from another perspective. And I think from time to time, we can all sort of get caught up in this idea that we know what's best, especially when you're working with kids, right? Like I know what to do because I'm the adult and like there is no room for compromise. There's no room for, hmm, I wonder what it would be like to do it that way. So like the curiosity completely leaves your body and you're just sort of there like, I want to do it my way. Um, Yeah. So I got inspired from that feeling because I tend to do that a lot, especially when we go on trips and stuff. Like I know what's best. I know how to do everything. I don't need anybody telling me how to do things. Um, And it's very humbling when you realize that this part of you shows up. And so picturing it like this black horse that just is so powerful um, and yet is lost is really intriguing for me, right? So how do we handle that? Um, So in the next few weeks, you'll kind of get to learn how Alistair the horse either finds his way home or not. And then what happens after that? So, all right. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm so happy to be back home in my little area of my desk with my little laptop and my microphone and just kind of back into the routine of things. Um, And yeah, so thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great week. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Plata Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, or just share it with a friend. I would greatly appreciate it. Bye.